Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hello, it is Angie Austin and friends. I'm so excited about today's show because we were talking, Dave and I, recently, and I said, you know, one of my favorite things on this show over the years has been sharing testimonies with you, testimonies of the transformational power of Christ and people whose lives have completely turned around. And I transfixed by this website, I Am Second, and I will watch these um, uh, testimonies. And boy, the Duck Dynasty mom that one will really stick with me. I mean, what that woman went through, what she put up with in her marriage to really wait for him to come around is amazing to me. But those were back in the, that was back in the day when you really did wait to, you know, stick it out in your marriage. And boy, things did work out for Miss Kay uh, from Duck Dynasty. Some of the testimonies oh. are insane and they go through Aren't so much amazing? stuff, which is one thing. But another thing I thought surprising about I Am Second since you showed me, how many people I didn't know were Christians. Yeah, I had no idea. Yes, yes, yes. yes. It gives me hope to get on that website and hear people's Mm -hmm. stories. So we're going to share one of those uh, testimonies with you. Dave will uh, introduce that in just a minute. But I want to introduce the good news uh, gals as well. Uh, Cindy Marsh is here, Jennifer Bishop, and also Donna Hetzler, friends and Christian women, authors, speakers, and you know all my years of radio and TV. Some of the most impressive women I've come into contact with. So um, I'm just so blessed that they'll gather with me each week, so we can share these stories of hope and just chit-chat with you and we hope we offer you a glimmer of hope if you're going through anything difficult in your life that you know we hope that this is a ray of sunshine in your day all right so introduce the uh so uh, this i am second this week is lindsey snyder she is the daughter of the man who invented in and out burger um little known fact kind of side fact i grew up not very far from buena park where the very first in and out burger is so i've I been there In-N-Out burger. it is the best burger it yes. makes whataburger seem like garbage <laughs> anyway um uh, lindsey snyder went through a lot of stuff um uh, uh, there's a lot of personal stuff that the guy who invented you know started in and out he went through a lot of things that weren't public that we didn't know until after he he was gone and he died kind of early and he died early in lindsey's life and it's just a very Powerful testimony, I think, and uh, I'm going to let her speak for herself here. All right, so we heard you have a little business. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Um, well, I'm currently the president at In-N-Out Burger, which was a little mom-and-pop burger stand that started in 1948 and um, grew to be pretty big. <laughs> been a part of my life since I was born, I guess, being close with different people that work there. And, you know, it really got introduced into my life when my dad died. Both my parents were very loving. I remember being pretty cheerful, little girl that was a little bit spoiled because my siblings were 12 and 16 years older than me. My dad was, uh, 
really funny. He was a little bit eccentric, loved to make people laugh, loved to laugh himself. He used to explain songs to me. We had this connection with, with music, with love music. He spoke to me like I was an adult when I was four years old. Somehow he had wisdom and discernment that, you know, I was going to be exposed to so many different things in life and I was going to need that straightforwardness and that honesty. Probably around age five or six, I noticed uh, we were going to visit my dad in the hospital. And I thought it was just the hospital he was staying at, but it turned out to be a rehab. My mom explained it just that he was sick. It wasn't until I was older that I realized he had a drug addiction from different surgeries he'd had and a lot of pain in his past. Pain that he didn't know what to do with it was really hard for me to see him fail and to be weak because I knew how bad he wanted to be a good husband and a good father. It's a matter of time before the drugs and uh, another woman, and then that was pretty much it. I got divorced when I was 12, and that's when I really started longing for that attention and that love because my dad was the greatest source of that. One day I was on my way to school and he'd called in the morning and I talked to him and I was rushing him off the phone because I had to go to school. And that was the last time I talked to him. My world shattered. After my dad died, there was no way I was gonna be alone. He's gone, so I had even greater reason to fill the void. I got married when I was 18. I'd graduated a couple months before that. You know, it, it wasn't right. I knew that that small, still voice had told me, don't do this, and I did it. And I, I paid the price with a divorce. And jumped right into uh, the arms of someone else. At that point, I pretty much realized I'm the outcast in the family. Now I'm divorced, and I figured, you know, I might as well just, <laughs> might as well just embrace this. Started smoking pot, drinking, which were things that I really had wanted to stay away from after watching my dad. I realized that I'm gonna follow in the footsteps of my father and that I'm gonna meet an early death if I do not get right with God and, and follow him because the enemy just wanted to wipe me out. I could let go of the pot and the alcohol, but letting go of the guy was something different because being alone, I just, I didn't, I didn't want to be alone. I just was praying and asking for God to give me the strength to do what was right. I knew that I couldn't go back home that night and sleep with my boyfriend. I had to tell him, hey, this isn't happening. You know, if you're going to be doing any of those things, don't do them around me. He ended up uh, getting saved. So then I'm like, okay, now I can get married. It was the fast track and got married in November. Was it really the right thing? I can't say no because I have two precious children from that marriage, but um, six years later, another divorce, um, 
another affair. I couldn't feel like a bigger failure. She's saying she couldn't feel like a bigger failure. And if you're just joining us, we're listening to a testimony from I Am Second. And uh, Dave, um, I was uh, talking about um, the, she's the daughter of the man who started in an outburger. She lost her father to drug addiction. Sounds like an overdose. Her father died and he wanted to be a good husband. He didn't want to have this issue. And one thing that I'm hearing over and over again in her testimony, and you guys, um, we're going to hear the rest of it, but you guys chime in and hear what you're, you're hearing. She is searching. She is trying to yep. fill a void, and she is trying everything she can. A man, uh, drugs, marriages, alcohol, kids, whatever it is. She's trying to fill that hole in her heart, that void in her life. And the only thing that fills that hole perfectly, in my opinion, is Jesus. He's the, he's, he's the perfect, you know, yes. filler of that hole. Uh, but I think that we go on sometimes for years destroying our lives, looking for something to fill the void. And we just keep searching. Right. Yeah. And some of the things are just temporary fixes. Most of so them. So true. Yes. And, oh. you know, mm-hmm. trying to fill the void until you do, like you said, Angie, find Jesus. And, and why do we push back so much on that we know we see stories of uh, testimonies of friends and we still try to reach out for those other things instead of going directly to is it because they immediately give you that rush or that feeling that you know that short-lived thing but i think that you know the lord gives you a sense of peace that gives you that peace yes well we have free will Mm -hmm. and because of that free will i think we make really silly choices <laughs> sometimes, not, right? Exactly. And not only do we have free will, but we live in the world yeah, that worldly. is not of these choices. That's yeah. right. They're not of the yes. choice of Jesus. And yeah. so with being in that, unless you literally take that leap of faith and experience that peace that surpasses all understanding and fills the void, you don't get there. And the enemy is another you know, character in this whole thing in too, the world, because, right. in the world, because Satan is very real and he's strategic in his attacks. Oh yeah. And so when there is that void that we're trying to fill, he's very strategic in you are lonely. You can't go on without your father. You need to do drugs. You need to have sex to fill that void. And and I think those those other voices that we hear too are um, very strategically planned by our enemy. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's hear the rest of the testimony again. She's talking about spiraling out of control, her own drug issues, and uh, divorces and affairs, uh, having kids, marriages, uh, you know, reaching, searching, uh, black sheep of the family, uh, searching since she lost her father. You know, and and again, as parents, we need to think about how our behavior impacts our children. Yes. Because we are having a big impact on these kids. We're molding and we are so selfish so many times, and it's all about us. And really, we're when you have these kids, it's your responsibility to take the time and the energy and get your life together to be there for them so that you can give them a good foundation, uh, so that you can ha- leave a legacy behind of love and kindness and, um, you know, Christian living, not what, unfortunately, he left behind for his daughter. And I think these kids end up being collateral damage of messed up parents. Yep. Yes. There's more. Failure at that point. I just couldn't recover who I was. So alone. Didn't last long. I ended up in another relationship. We ended up having a child together. We got married. And uh, I married him because I didn't want to be alone. And I felt like, okay, this will be right. 
he married me because of money. I was cheated on off and on for three and a half years. The first time I found out he cheated on me, I'm like, well, you know, I deserve it. <laughs> I'm paying for it. He cheated on me while I was pregnant, disrespected. Never had I been talked to the way he talked to me. Treated like trash. It was the worst time of my life. You can see where someone that just wants that love and appreciation was getting further and further away from, from what she wanted. Starting to believe the lies that I deserve that and that God's punishing me. The things that can be said can cut you very, very deeply and can change who you believe you think you are. I just continued to put up with it. No way could I get divorced again. I mean, how old am I? And I've been divorced a handful of times, really. It was terrible, and it really, it really pushed me. God took me to a place that I'd never been before, and He showed me that in that time where I felt more alone than ever, more of a piece of trash than ever, more of a failure, that he was there and he was ready to love me and fill that void. And he'd been there all along wanting that, but he just needed me to let go of that tangible person. It was my dad first, then it was the next guy. The next guy, I was never willing to just let go to see that God had something better. I was forced to at this time because this was something I couldn't change. This was someone that was throwing me to the curb. I was divorced again and uh, knew it was time to take time away. That time alone was some of my greatest memories with God. It was an alone that was okay because I wasn't completely alone. I had the Jesus that walked on water, healed the sick. I had that Jesus filling that void, touching my heart, pouring into who I'm called to be and who He sees me as rather than who I believed I was because of the things I'd done. really valued the love and good times I had with my dad, but even that can't compare completely to the love that God has for me. It's like, you know, you, you're a little kid riding your bike for the first time, your dad's proud and he's cheering you on, and it's like he helped me learn how to ride that bike, and, and God got me back up after all of these failures, and he can lift me up and see me go forward and I know that he can be glorified and riding a bike and a proud dad versus creator of the universe being able to use you is like
My name is Lindsay Snyder, and I am second. I'm telling you, these are powerful testimonies. Aren't they crazy? Yes. Every single yeah. time, I'm just like, wow. my jaw's on the ground every <laughs> time. And then all the people, like I said, Jeff Fisher, the coach, the football coach, Albert Pujols, the baseball player, Clayton Kershaw, the baseball player, wow. um, Ben King, the cyclist, um, all these actors and actresses. Like, I had no idea. I mean, I knew Clayton Kershaw, but that's because I'm a huge Dodger fan. Yeah. And I guess Albert Pujols does the sign of the cross every time he goes up to bat. <laughs> but... I didn't know any any of this, and so anyway, but just the powerful, how powerful they are, just how impactful they are, and I just think they're such cool films. You know, she inherited uh, uh, Lindsay Snyder, the first half of In-N-Out Burger uh, when she was 30 years old, and then she got the other 50% just recently on her birthday, and uh, she's worth a billion dollars or more. And she's famously reclusive, they say. It says the In-N-Out heiress, 34, will become one of the wealthiest women this year. Although famously reclusive, Snyder opened up about her failed marriages. She's been married four times and divorced three, and she is the mother of four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she, all of that, you know, by like 30, you know. I mean, she did a lot of living between 17 when her dad died, then got married at 18. And then, as she said, she did not, um, she was never willing to wait for God to see how he would fill the void she was going to rush ahead and fill the void with yet another man. And uh, she has two half-sisters. Her mom had been married prior to the In-N-Out Burger uh, uh, inventor, or you know, st- the man who started the business. Uh, so she has two half-sisters, and then she was his only biological child. So, again, she's like, you know, this young heiress, one of the wealthiest women in the world. And she went through all of this, and, you know, coming clean and being transparent when you're that wealthy she's the president of a company uh when you're that uh influential right. to share your christian testimony Powerful. shows me how grateful she must be to god for changing her life that she's going to open up about all of that and show well, all exactly. of her past flaws and a lot of people you know cindy they use this against them oh That's you know right. well, you know what she did in her past you know, this, that. but the thing that i think is so cool about being a christian is that all of that is wiped clean it's like yep. a chalkboard it's all gone in terms of in the christian community and in the eyes of Christ, you know, it's that whole uh, old saying of you put it in the um, uh, the do not in the throw it in the lake and the Christ right. puts up a do not uh, no fishing sign that you're not supposed to go back yes. in for it. Right. Um, I think she is such a great example of somebody who has money, which we sometimes think brings us happiness and joy and all the pleasures. She had all of that at her disposal. And she, in the midst of all that, was surrounded by another thing that was not good, and that was Satan. Satan telling her lies, that she didn't deserve anything better, that God was punishing her, that she couldn't divorce again, and so she was, she was stuck, stuck, right. in, stuck in the lies yep. with a lot of money. Yeah, that was I'm sorry, I also like a common thread through all these, and one of them is it doesn't matter if it's a drug addiction or if it's, you know, divorces or if it's all these problems that these people have, they all have this issue with control. And it's like they want to control, they want to control, they want to control, but really all I have to do is let go of control, and that's what really helps them. Right, yes. You know, it's really neat. She and her husband now live in California, and they serve the L.A. community through their foundation, Army of Love. Oh, Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I'd like to find out more about that. Army of Love. Army of Love, yeah. But um, through all of that, she found her joy and her peace and her happiness. I like how she said alone that was okay because we're all afraid of being alone. I mean, separation from God is the ultimate loneliness. So we have that 
built in us that we don't want to be alone. Hey, I want to say something too as we wrap up the segment. If you like the good news, please support the advertisers you hear on my programs, Daybreak USA and the Good News. Blissful Med Spa, Dr. K is working with me. I have not felt better. It's the hormone replacement, male or female. If you are having a hard time losing weight, if you're tired, if you feel sluggish, middle-aged, blissfulmedspa.com. And then also Dr. Jillian at loveyourskindenver.com. I did one of those facials with the needles, and I am telling you, doesn't my skin look good? It's beautiful. Yes. Dr. Jillian, tell her Angie sent you. Loveyourskindenver.com. She'll give you 25% off all the gift certificates, $100 and over. The good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hi, it's Angie. My favorite vacation spot in the world has a deal for you. It's YMCA of the Rockies. It's their 110th anniversary at the YMCA of the Rockies, and they're offering lodge rooms for $84 per night. My whole family stays in one lodge room. That deal is through the end of December and includes two free breakfasts every morning. And here's some of the things that are included. Some of these cost a little bit more, but most of them are free, like the roller skating, swimming. There's a Nordic Center. It's a little extra for rock climbing. You can learn how to do archery, horseback riding at Snow Mountain Ranch. The s'mores and the campfires are so much fun. Sometimes there's singing and sometimes there's movies and we see this guy called the Mountain Man. My family loves this spot. We go at least twice a year and we will be enjoying this offer ourselves as well. Again, it's the 110th anniversary. YMCA winter deals, 84 bucks for a lodge room. A family of five can sleep in one of these lodge rooms and again, two free breakfasts per day. Check it out, ymcatherockies.org. For over 120 years, the Denver Rescue Mission has been providing services to those in need and the homeless in the metro area. It is the oldest full-service Christian charity in the Rocky Mountain region. Since its conception in 1892, it has expanded to helping the homeless and hungry to provide services for men and single mothers, offering programs such as rehabilitation for those suffering from addiction and abuse, education and career centers, family services, and life restoration. The Denver Rescue Mission is always in need of your assistance. You can help this growing organization by donating clothing, food, furniture, and more at any of the drop-off locations. For more information on their services, ways you can help, and to donate online, go to denverrescuemission.org. denverrescuemission.org. Changing lives in the name of Christ. Thanks for tuning in to this encore presentation of The Good News with Angie Austin. Welcome back to the good news. Angie Austin here, along with uh, part of my God Squad, my good news gals. It, isn't it fun to get to interview these people from all walks of life? Yes. It is yes. fascinating. It is amazing. Yes. Cindy Everett Marsh and also Beatrice Bruno, Drill Sergeant of Life, uh, author, speaker. Um, all right, so the, the book is Bashert, and the author is Herb Freed. And I understand one of the themes we're going to be talking about, because this is a novel, is finding love. And Herb is joining us now, Herb Freed. Uh, give us kind of a, a nutshell, a synopsis of the book. Welcome. Welcome. It's my pleasure. I, by the way, uh, you know what the, uh, what the interview, what the Internet says about you? Upbeat and positive. That makes oh. us kindred spirits. Oh, uh, also, say, oh I like happy that. To, uh, happy to talk to you. Uh, the book is Bashert. Bashert is a Hebrew, or actually it's a Yiddish word, and it means to be 
find your soulmate in life. And that's what the book is about. And it's about love everlasting through this life, finding your soulmate, uh, creating a, a beautiful and adventurous life together, uh, and uh, through life and beyond. So it's a story, really, that, uh, that talks about every spiritual aspect of life and of love. And that's what I'd like to talk about. Now, uh, I understand uh, that it's a novel, but is there some real life uh, intertwined in your story? Well, it's a good question that you ask because uh, I learned early on writing that every that every biography is fiction, and every fiction is biography. <laughs> so you know you have to write what you know about. So, in point of fact, uh, the character, the lead character, is a film director uh, who uh, started out as a, a rabbi, gave that up, became a, a, a director of feature films. And he meets a, uh, a woman whose name is Marion, uh, who is a, uh, a screenwriter, and they start working together. Uh, and they, uh, they find a, a glorious love and uh, adventurous life through, uh, through everywhere where they, they actually make movies and how their love grows. Now, that's, uh, it happens that uh, my wife, who passed away some years ago, is a, uh, was a screenwriter. I was a rabbi and a film director. Uh, we met, and it's very close to being our story, but not quite. Uh, on the other hand, I would say that these, the, the things that we talk about, how, how love uh, engenders a much stronger, more beautiful, and fuller life, uh, that is, in fact, what happened in, in my life, and that's the story that I want to tell. You know, uh, I, it just, I, I, I'm, we're all Christians here, and, uh, and I know you were a rabbi and then a film director, but I, um, God, to me, is amazing how he works because uh, my two friends who are, are part of, I call them my God squad, my good news gals, um, they both have stories of love found really the second time. And uh, Cindy Everett Marsh, uh, one of my girlfriends here, uh, found the love of her life, her soulmate, uh, just a few years ago. And Beatrice, you're 20, is it, are you 26 years. 26 years into uh, your love story yes. and uh, really did. Third time worked like a charm. Third time, apparently, uh, uh, Herb worked like a charm. Uh, so we'll, um, you know, touch on their stories, too, because, you know, when I see Cindy and Tom together, because I spend uh, so much time with her, uh, there's such love between them that I almost feel like an, they, I, I tell her they ooze love, like they, they're oozing love. Uh -huh. So let's hear a little about your love story and why you have a passion for teaching others about finding love. Because a lot of people I've heard, I'm too old, it won't happen, there's nobody out there, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, Marion and I were in our late 40s when we met. Uh, so, and we, uh, my, my first wife passed away, and her, her husband, uh, she was divorced from, she was married to a movie star. Uh, so she was very, you know, very familiar with the business that I was in. Uh, but uh, when we met, the moment our eyes met, we just both knew. And it's that sort of thing that happens. You know, there's a description of it in The, uh, in the Godfather, you know, when Michael is in, uh, is in Sicily, and he sees Apollonia, and somehow he feels as though he's being struck with, with something, a bolt from heaven. And that's the kind of, you know, it doesn't always come in, you know, by, by you know, with a, a lightning bolt or a thunderbolt, but it happens. You just know. Mm -hmm. And when you do, it becomes uh, incredible. Now, there, this is related, by the way, that the title of the book, the reason I selected this one word, bashert, this Yiddish word, is because I think it, 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 uh, it, it just reaches across all denominations, all faiths. But the belief is that... Uh, a soulmate is, in fact, a 
single cell divided at birth into two people. And when they meet in life, it is their mission to rejoin and to reunite. And when they do, uh, they, they live a glorious life, fuller, richer, happier, uh, more exciting than anything could ever than, than anything could ever, could ever be, which is what I believe happens when you find your your soulmate, uh, as you describe you know, your friends and uh, people that you know uh, who've who've experienced that. And that's the story that I'm telling in this book. And I, I must say, I noticed that you've you've uh, uh, been in San Diego, uh, and I was uh, on TV there, AUSI TV, just a couple of weeks ago, telling the same story and explaining it in the very same way. And then you were also in in, uh, in L.A. in uh, yes. NBC. Yes. And and the anchor uh, that uh, who interviewed me, Robert Kovacic, uh, that we did a film together uh, based on on the book. Yeah, I see, I see KNBC Anchor in the back, and that's the station I, I work yeah. for. Certainly a small world, that's for sure. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, well, this, I, I see um, my friend Cindy Everett Marsh uh, taking uh, notes, a million notes as we're talking, because, Cindy, did you know that you would find you know, your soulmate uh, you know, after your divorce? That you know, you, And he, too, how long had he been married? Your, he was Tom married 42 years. Married 42 years, lost his wife to cancer had not gone out or dated, as was for grieving his years. wife for three years, and you were his first date after the loss, but after three years of grieving, he went on a date, and boom, you. It just hit us. Um, and it's so true of what you're saying. It, it is a moment that, it can be a lightning bolt, but ours was, ours was a lightning bolt in another way. We just, I knew from the first date. Really? That he was my man. Oh. And that's, that's all you need to know. Did you, he you, know? However you, do, however you come upon that, he knew as well. you discover that, uh, it is important simply to allow yourself, and so many people don't, but to allow yourself to engage in that glorious union. You are so right. Because that's what makes life full and rich and beautiful. And to avoid that and to lose it is such a shame. Well, and I think her, maybe people avoid it and lose it because they're fearful I mean, they're fearful of being hurt. They're fearful, you know. In Tom's case, he'd been married over forty years. Right. And Cindy, so you knew right away, and he, you think, he, and he knew right away. We both knew right away, wow. but we are both mature in our not only in ourselves, but mature in our lives. And um, we we we're not desperate souls, and that we need to settle for something that would be other than the real thing. Right. And I had done a lot of soul searching, and I was very comfortable in who I was and where I was in life. And equally, my husband was the same, or my husband-to-be was the same way. And when, when this happened to us, it has never it's been the most beautiful blending of two lives the it, easiest it thing and it's not like everything ev well everything just came together our friends got along our past we're both interesting very um unique <laughs> experience care you know characters in ourselves and it would be hard for me to blend this is nothing short of a God thing. you've lived all over the world and he had quite a career as an aerospace engineer right. uh, working you know with nasa and on uh, rockets which my, my son is so fascinated by your and husband lockheed martin yeah and, yes and you know what you're saying is is so beautiful and so real and so much of what my book is i would be thrilled if you 
just uh, I'll, let, I'll send you another book, but I want you to read it, and I'd like you to contact me and tell me if this in any way describes your coming together Herb, and I how your life will. has been elevated through this marriage, through this union that you talk so beautifully about. Uh, well, it's I, nothing short I, of it. I'm happy when I'm with the two of you because I sense the love. And Herb, I'm going to join uh, in uh, uh, my other uh, girlfriend here, uh, who is an author and speaker, Beatrice Bruner, the drill sergeant of life. When you see the picture of she and her husband, uh, her husband is uh, white as white can be. Beatrice Bruno is an African-American woman. She came to the marriage with children. She had been married two times before. She had a, a difficult, bumpy road in life. And boy, did you two find a match made in heaven. Well, we did. And, you know, I didn't fall in. I wasn't in love with him when we first got married. Herb, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I was in lust with him. Oh, her, but she's, she's using saying. the oh, L world. I'm word. just saying. What okay. a delightful way to, to put that. That's <laughs> wonderful. I love that. But it's true. I but you know, I had for my wife and that she has for me. Amen. I can feel to this day. Amen. And you know, five years after we were married, um, one night we were, um, he was asleep. We Don't were, you give us any lust no, stories. No, no, okay, stories. Okay. No, uh, one night he was asleep. <laughs> And, and I was laying, I was sitting in the bed reading beside my husband, and I looked over at him, and I said, I love that man. And then I had to look up and say, who said that? Because I couldn't believe that I was actually in love with this man. And so, you know, 21 years later, we've been married for 26 years. We are soulmates. We are completely soulmates because, well, look, I'll, I'll give it to you like this, Herb. Anytime a woman will invite his her husband's mother and sister to come and live with them, it's Woo. got to be love. Woo. <laughs> I, I have to tell you something. A very, very close friend of mine is an African-American actor. His name is Glenn Turman. You may know him. Oh, yes, I know Glenn Turman. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, he, uh, he just had his 25th anniversary, uh, and I went there, and they were just uh, Hollywood. I mean, so many stars you couldn't imagine. Mm -hmm. So when they asked him to speak... He and his wife got up, and they both looked at one another, and they said, I'm so happy to have found my bashert. Uh -huh. And everybody else looked around, what are they talking about? But he read the book, and they read it together, actually. And they said, that's what we are. We were meant to be. We were preordained to be this way. That's right. And, and talk about, you know, and, and you, there is no... I, th I think lust is the best thing you can... You can best ingredient for a great love affair. You know, I'm all for it. I, I tend to agree with you, but I, I thank God for where he's brought us because we're both the same type parents um, with our children. We have his mind and ours, and we just love each other enough. When when it came time to where both of us were thinking, well, I don't even want to be with you anymore, we looked at each other and said, no, it's till death do us part. Uh -huh. Whether it's yours <laughs> or mine, it's well, till death do you part. <laughs> well, 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 yeah, you know, uh, you, the two of you are bashert. Yes. The two of you, you know, have you were a single soul divided at birth, and you found one another. Yes. I mean, what could be more glorious? Amen. Amen. That's a beautiful name for your book. Yeah, bashert. A way to put it. Herb Freed. All right, Herb. So give us, uh, give us your parting words, your uh, takeaway on this story. Well, my takeaway is that uh, this is a, a story about love through life and beyond. Uh, and it is the, the one element uh, in, in, that we can, the one thing we can achieve in life that will enhance our, 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 our breathing, our thinking, our hearts, our, uh, our lust, our human uh, 
frailties, we'll, we'll pass away, and we'll live the highest life we can live. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'd like you to do. Love that. Do you have a website, yes. Herb? Uh, yes, I do. It's called, well, the website is uh, herbfreed.com. Uh, H-E-R-B-F-R-E-E-D.com. Uh, but you can, you know, you can look on Amazon and, you, and look under Basherit or Herb Freed, uh, and you can find, more, find out more about it. I'd love for you people just to find out what the book is about. Uh, and it's about love. Let's get, let's get away from some of the other things that are dragging us down. Let's find the one thing that can elevate us. Absolutely. Love that. Thank you, uh, Herb. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Herb. Well, thank you thank so you, much. Herb. Thank you, Herb. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, wasn't that a neat God thing, ladies, that, that you know, you uh, two have, uh, you know, your own love stories, you know, that, I mean, Cindy, the day I met you, you, um, you, you were basically a newlywed. I was basically a newlywed, and thanks God, I will be celebrating October 5th, four years, oh married to the love of my life. Amen. Good for you. And you know you found the love of your life because in all my thoughts and everything I do, I think of him before I even think of myself. And it just is so natural. Yeah. And he's the same way back with me. He thinks of what would be my important to me or the orientation that way. And to live a life from that level is nothing short of God sent. And I thank God every single day for that, Amen. for bringing us together. Amen. Well, Beatrice, you had the complicating factor of not only finding love for yourself, but for your children. I mean, yeah. you did have your daughter already. Yeah, our oldest girl, Tara, um, and he had his sons from a previous marriage. And, um, you know, it was that thing of finding somebody that my child was going to accept because Tara was 15, 16 at the time. And I said, he wants me to marry him. And she said, okay, I like him. You know, and it was just that simple because oh. if she had said anything differently, I would have said, no, I'm sorry. And because my child you, comes from. Oh, she yes. would have told you. Oh, yes, true. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And now I get the chance to marry her and her love. That is, you're, you're going to actually do the, the ceremony. She's getting yes. married. Yes. Yes. Well, and you know, let's be honest. Um, so many people end up finding a love and they don't consider their kids. Mm-hmm. And the kids end up being the collateral damage of that. Oh you know, my, my mom dated after my dad, and mm-hmm. they had a very tumultuous marriage. And uh, many people know that I uh, re- reconciled. My dad reconciled with uh, me. Um, you know, there are four kids um, about five years ago, and he really has uh, grabbed the, that opportunity by the horns and has been a great grandfather. And he doesn't drink anymore. Uh, but they had, uh, you know, a violent. You know, there was domestic violence, and there was just it was unpleasant. Uh, so. With that said, then when she dated after him, mm-hmm. uh, the men that she chose to date, I mean, one of them I remember specifically, it was Christmas Eve, and you've got, you've got, a, you've got kids, you've got little kids, and uh, we lived in low-income housing in Boulder, so it was already a little bit dismal, and I worked seven days a week, and my brother had come home from West Point Military Academy, he's a genius, he's got his master's in engineering, mm-hmm. he and I were very close of the four kids, he and I never used drugs, the other two did, and so he and I excelled, the other two had really tragic lives, one murdered, the other, uh, you've talked to my other brother, he really struggled with mental illness in the aftermath of all that dr- drug abuse, or maybe he used drugs because of the mental illness, but okay, Christmas Eve, my mom says to us, my brother's just come home from West Point, uh, that she's go- the boyfriend wants her to go to his house, to his parents' trailer 
for Christmas Eve. Mm-mm-mm. And me being, I swear to you, I was already the parent, you know, as a teenager. At 12, 13 years old after my parents are divorced, I really felt I was kind of keeping things going and running the show at home. And I looked at the two of them getting ready to leave on Christmas Eve. And I got my brother who's younger. I'm 16, so he's 14. And then I've got my older brother there. And, uh, and, and then my oldest, you know, probably going to be coming by too. And um, I said, are you kidding me? She has four kids here. It is Christmas Eve. Mm. She is our only parent. Your dad didn't call. He didn't send presents and he wasn't involved. I said, she has four kids here. My brother just got home from West Point. He hasn't seen her since the summer. She's supposed to be here with her kids. This guy backs his hand up. Mm-hmm. He's probably 6'4", six, 6'5", six, mm-hmm. maybe 275 pounds to punch me on Christmas Eve. And I looked at him and I said, go ahead and punch me because I'm calling the police. And he stopped. And then my brother was there too, uh, much tinier than this guy. And my mom left with him. And I thought, this is the choice that you're making for a man. So I guess my point being, for all you mothers, for all you fathers Mm -hmm. who think about your children like Beatrice did and make the right choice, it's not just about you. And when you choose a man that is going to encourage, uplift, and love your children, God bless you. And thank goodness my mom broke up with him soon after. Amen. Cindy Everett Marsh, you're my friend love of my life. And you too, Beatrice Renault. How blessed am I to have friends like you. Hey, if you don't have, uh, you know, if you don't necessarily get born into a good family, you sure can find them. I know that's right. You sure can. I've chosen very well. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. Hi, it's Angie. Hey, would you like to donate items? You know, maybe some old sporting equipment, old furniture, old clothing. You'd like the tax write-off. You'd like to help others, but it's kind of a hassle to gather it all up and drop it off, and you're just too busy. Well, guess what? Art Thrift Stores, they will come right to you, to your house, pick up your items, and leave you your tax write-off donation form. How do you do that? Call 303-238-JANE, 238-5263. And again, all of these items that you donate, they help people right in our own community. Uh, They help people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And what better thing to do with your items that you no longer need than to help others? I shop at ARC all the time. I get my kids sporting equipment, gotten a rocking chair. I've gotten boots there. I have a purse that's amazing that still had the tags on it. It's a coach bag, and I got it at ARC. I shop there, and I help others, and I donate my items about once every month or two. And I call 303-238-JANE, and they come right to my house with a truck, and they pick everything up. Here, check it out. Again, 303-238-JANE. Hey, how would you like to uh, attract and have more money in your life? Transitional life coach Renee Cohn is joining us, and she has four tips to attract and have more money in your life. Hi, Renee. Amphie, hey there. You know, it is always such a good feeling when I look in my wallet and there's some green in there, baby. It really kind of gives me a, a peace of mind, a good feeling, and I just feel more secure. I, I think many of us do. I grew up poor, so I do crave security to some degree, and it is nice. But I think many of us limit. We have a limiting mindset, like we'll never make as much as our friends, or, well, I'm not worth that much, or I couldn't ask for a raise that big. or And I think many women do in particular, but I know sometimes I'm a little bit limiting of myself, wondering if I'm worth that much. Exactly. And that's the first tip is changing your mindset, because I think a lot of us heard sayings from our parents, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, things like that. And if you ask yourself right now, um, filling in the blank, you know, money, making money is blank. 
would you say making money is scary, making money is difficult, making money is challenging? A lot of people would. What if you said making money is fun, making money is easy, or making money is a challenge I choose to accept? Okay. All right. I like that. Changing the mindset. All right. Stop spending money on frivolous things. Number two, I totally agree with you. So many of my friends that are hurting for cash are like buying Herba Mate $4, $5 drinks at Whole Foods and getting like fresh squeezed juice at Whole Foods. It's like $8. And then another one of my friends constantly going to Starbucks. And then I was buying her groceries once. I'm like, wait a second. You go to Starbucks and I'm helping you with your groceries or you shop at Whole Foods and I'm helping you with your groceries. Are you kidding me? Like I go to Starbucks like maybe once a month. Exactly. Yeah, it's, of course, nice to have some of those things. But the big factor is seeing what is really important to you. Right now, my husband and I are in the process of private adoption. It is a pricey adventure. So we're really asking ourselves, do we need that Starbucks? Do we need to order an iced tea or a soda with dinner? Could we just go with water? If Spending money gets you closer to your goal. I say go for it, but if you're noticing that you're spending on things to feel good in the moment, you can increase and have more money in your life by forgoing a little bit of satisfaction in the moment to prolong the longer-term good feeling. I totally agree with you. All right, what's tip number three? And by the way, that's like one of my mottos. Like that's, that's how I've been able to save money. I get rid of the frivolous, goofy stuff, but I'll spend money on a trip. I just won't spend money on like, um, I don't know, like $250 jeans and a $250 cut and color. Exactly. If it's a Target, it's got my name on it, baby. Right, right. on clearance rack. I love the clearance rack. Right? Totally. Also, start talking about what you want. When you tell people, you know what, I am looking for a job that is in advertising, that's going to make, you know, at least 60 grand, put it out there in the universe. Because when you start hearing yourself talk about it, it's very empowering. Ah. And you never know. Yeah, you never know who knows someone who could help open doors for you that could attract more money in your life by putting it out there. It's like a prayer to the universe and things really can start to unfold. Well, um, as, as a Christian, tip, too, I'm a huge fan of prayer. That's like a big thing for oh, me. And when you yes. said number four, your final tip you're just going to mention is make saving a game. I have this special account, and it's for fun things like vacations. And we share all of our money. We have a shared account. But I have this one little business account. And whenever I do a speaking engagement or if I do a commercial or I do something outside from my regular jobs, then I put money in there. And so I've been saving up for like we're going to Disney World. And so that's I've saved up money in there specifically specifically for a fun experience for our family. Exactly. And that lasts longer. Those memories will last longer than anything. I love that. Love it, love it, love it. All right, friend, how do we find you, Renee Cohn? ReneeCohn.com. Love it. Thank you, Renee. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.